Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, housewives. Hey. Welcome back. We're really excited to talk today about men. I know. I mean, and specifically the ones who created us. Yeah. <laughs> the heavenly and the earthly. <laughs> yeah. That's that's very, and that sounds a little odd too. I'm not going <laughs> to the one that created us. We'd like to go back to Adam, the one who gave us his rib and <laughs> said that we can. Okay. So I have to share this story. Because we were so, okay, y'all, my daughter, my oldest, had to go to the doctor for an ear infection, and she doesn't have a very high pain tolerance, and so we were talking about, like, but in the car, she's she's crying, and she's, you know, I mean, it's a stoplight, and she's like, why are you kidding me? And at one point, she goes, why did this have to happen? Why? And I was like, okay, well, who invented Ear infection. <laughs> I love how they think someone invented them. I know. And I said, well, if we go back, I was like, and you're about to go to the Creation Museum. You'll yeah. see us. They're like, well, there was no illness or sicknesses or, you know, death in the in the garden. And so she goes, why did any of you have to take the apple? <laughs> I was like, all right. So at least we're putting them <laughs> in the right place. Like, so she was very upset at Eve last night. <laughs> I think we, we've all had our Eve moments <laughs> yeah. giving birth. Eve. Yeah, Eve. <laughs> what are you thinking? So, just don't eat the apple. So I have to share that. But just uh, fun little things. But anyways, but this episode is we were talking about like how dads. I mean, this is actually perfect timing, too, because Andrew's going to take the girls on a weekend to go watch some Oklahoma, Florida State, Oklahoma State, sorry, Oklahoma State, Florida State softball on Friday and Saturday. And so it's a daddy-daughter trip. And I'm... Wait, time out. You're going to be alone? Uh-huh. I For a whole 24 hours. Maybe, actually, maybe 28. So they're going to leave Friday after school. And then be gone Friday night. Yeah, I'm excited. So. You've got it already all planned, don't I, you? No, what you're doing. I have nothing. I Stop just know it. that I'm not going to leave the house. <laughs> I'm probably not going to change out of my pajamas. It's going to be amazing. That's awesome. So anyways, Andrew's like, you sure you're going to be okay? You sure? And I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Thanks. Anyway, so like that time of quality with dad is so important. And like, I remember doing daddy-daughter stuff as a kid, Indian princesses, which I don't think is PC anymore. That was... That's canceled. Yeah, that's canceled. (laughs) Native American princess? I don't think you can even do that. Well, they wouldn't even do that because you can't now have a dad. Like, it has to be open (laughs) to like, (laughs) not like Native American royalty and their parents. Like, that's got to be it. <laughs> All right. 
Anyways, all that to say is that we wanted to give the credit where credit is due today on the importance of dads and fathers and the roles that they play in our life. And I don't think, well, no, I know society and culture doesn't want to give them any credit other than the couple of seconds they were there, right? (laughs) So what I mean, and you and I see that all the time in society about how their roles are minimized Mm -hmm. or emasculated. The feminist girl power, I don't need no man, has completely overwhelmed society, you know, which has been real easy now that two parents, a lot of families are two income families, Mm -hmm. you know, with a lot of moms not staying home anymore and having a job, which great. That's absolutely, if that's the best choice for you and your family, that's the best choice for you and your family. If that's the best choice for you and your family, then that's the best choice for you and your family. But we're so quick to diminish dads and father figures or husbands. I mean, just look at sitcoms. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about the TV dads that were always like, looked. I I don't know. They made him just trashy or lazy or. Yeah. Or dumb. Or, I mean, you got Homer Simpson. Okay. (laughs) That's the duh dad Uh right Mm -hmm. and then i mean i'm thinking like modern family like that dad was always kind of like lame nerdy you know like just he was funny yeah he was funny (laughs) but like clueless Mm -hmm. right dads are clueless they don't really know what's going on or i'm drawing a blank i mean i i can think back i mean i think the one that always family ties that was a good one i think was that you don't no family ties (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) The look I gave her, guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to have to show her that afterwards. How about Family Matters? Family Matters. Is Is that the one that Kirk Cameron was in? No. No, That was Growing Pains. (laughs) See, I got you. No, that's not. That was a pretty decent one, too. There was a couple, but. But I think there was that shift. I mean, like, if we, okay. Yeah, there was a shift in, like, late late 80s, early 90s, for sure. I think 90s was the real shift, Mm -hmm. right? Because, like, I mean, if you go back to, let's say, when I was just thinking of it, Happy Days. How can you remember Happy Days, but you don't remember Family Ties? That's because I fell asleep every night to Nick at Night. And oh. that was the replay of okay. all the old shows. So, okay. like, I Love Lucy. Like, oh my Ricardo gosh. was a dad. You, like, like skipped Ricky. a generation. There. I know. <laughs> I have no idea. The, the 70s and 80s, not. I have no idea. But I can name all the 50s and 60s. Good to go. Brady Bunch. <laughs> That there was you a, go. That was a good dad. Mm-hmm. But like like you said, like I think late 80s to 90s, definitely 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's look at all the Disney Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. Where dads that were just. Well, even dads. now, I mean, if you look or at. parents in um, general on those. One of the shows that my, my kids always watch. And I'm going to, it's going to just give me a second. Jesse. Jesse is the name of the show. Okay. The parents don't even exist on the show. It's a nanny. The nanny takes care of them. And the parents will pop in an episode like once a season. They like travel and they're off. And like their gifts that they ask for for Christmas or their birthday is just for them to have time with their mom and dad. Like it's crazy. It's a cute show. Oh, Love Jesse. But that's yeah, the, the messages, the underlying messages. Now, I don't know if our kids see that and see through it, but like I think as parents, we do. And we see what culture's trying to do. I think culture's trying to send the message that. No matter what your family looks like, it's okay. Which, of course, you want to love 
your situation and be happy with where you are. But I think when it comes to loving your father, we're talking, like I joked in the beginning, loving your earthly father and the example that you have from him should be something that you look up to and also look up to beyond to your heavenly father because he is your ultimate creator, savior, and the one who loves you so unconditionally. Right. And that's that's the perfect father. Right. I mean, all earthly fathers are going to fall short. Yes. Of that. Like all earthly mothers. Right. Exactly. The heavenly mother. We don't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean it like that. Hey, you know, God, that moms don't need another example to compare ourselves to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's like, no, no, they're going to do enough comparing. We're just going to stick with the guys. But that. So when we're watching shows or culture and is you know, dad is gone or absent or, you know, like I said, we don't need a man anymore. I mean, we've gotten to the point where like guys don't even want to hold the door open for us anymore because, you know, like, oh, well, that's showing he thinks that I need him to hold the door. I can hold my own door. Mm -hmm. Sure, I can hold my own door. Doesn't mean I have to or should. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we don't have to do. We are fully capable of doing, but it's okay if your husband does that for you. Right. Absolutely. And and obviously, you know, before we look at our kids, dad, you know, the way that we see fatherhood a lot of times is going to stem from how we were raised Mm -hmm. by our dads. What kind of relationship do we have with our dad? Right. You know, was our dad, did he just show up for the one, you know, sport game a year because he was working all the time? Or did you have the dad that, you know, didn't come to anything or the the dad that you never saw or you were coming from a, a divorced family, so you only saw dad every other weekend? You know, we have to address that. Yeah. And go, okay, this was my circumstance, mm-hmm. but I need to work through my reaction. Because if we had a dad that we didn't see a whole lot or was, you know, every other weekend or whatever, and then we might think that that's okay for our kids because you're like, well, I turned out fine. Mm -hmm. And that's when we all ask the question, did you? Right. (laughs) I mean, we could all use therapy. Yep. We all need therapy. Yeah. Go back to episode therapy and vulnerability. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) You know, you're going to have to go back and figure out that relationship you had with your dad and and if it what that looks like and then go, okay, am I projecting that on my kid's dad? Mm -hmm. And am I thinking, you know, am I giving him excuses where it's okay? You know, things like, oh, well, he doesn't have to come to every game or or am I emasculating him? And these kids think that, you know, dad is less than or not the authority figure that he actually is in our family, even if you're no longer married to him. Like, dad is still an authority figure, you know, and that kind of thing, too. So, you know, there's trauma experience that you got to go back and address or... Well, and I think, too... Self-awareness, that's the better word. Yeah, absolutely. And just being aware and talking about it. And that's something that why we wanted to talk about it is because, I mean, we each have our own experience and then you get married. We've talked about this before. When you get married and you have two different experiences and you try to set the example of what you both agree is going to be the example. There's missed, I don't know, missed expectations, unmet expectations we talked about, you know, but I think as 
my husband and I actually just talked about this in therapy yesterday, you know, just the older you get, the wiser you become, the realization of time is depleting. And as your kids get older, you're you're questioning like, okay, did I do enough when they were younger? Okay, I'm going to do more now that they're older. I don't want to miss anything. And so when you get older, you're looking at like, oh, did I have enough time with my dad? You know, did I, did I make that quality time with my dad when I could? You know, and I know having close friends who've lost their fathers already, you know, there becomes that phase of like, well, now I'm, I am fatherless. So what does that mean for me? And the greatest gift is our father's love and our heavenly father's love. And I think that we need to, whether we're little or we're big, we need to be, or grown, I should say, <laughs> big, <laughs> little or big, or grown. We need to be making sure that that's our focus at all times. Because the dad that we have is not always going to be there, but our Heavenly Father will. Yes. And the sooner that you can accept, I think, too, that your earthly dad is imperfect and mm-hmm. is a sinner, right? Like, and it doesn't matter. He may have been the best dad in the world, right? You still have to accept he's imperfect and he's still a sinner, but nothing the, the OG you know, mm-hmm. our Heavenly Father. And that is the most perfect love. And so no matter what kind of love, whether you you never knew your dad, he was gone before you grew up or however, like it doesn't matter. Like the Father is so important that God, our Father, fills that role and fills that for us. Hey, Housewives, we want to share with you one of the resources we absolutely love and use all the time. It is the Audible Premium Plus membership. You know how we talk about books pretty much every episode? Our new podcast one day will be a book and a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) We love to read. Exactly. But do we have time? No. No. So we're sharing with you guys the Audible Premium Plus membership because that's how we consume all these books. We know you're in the carpool lanes. We know you're driving your kids to and from practices. You're always on the go, doing laundry, doing dishes, and you can have those AirPods in your ears. With this membership, you get one free Audible to start. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free audiobooks. Isn't that incredible? And then let's say there's some extra books that you want for the month. You get 30% off the price. So you're saving money there too. And you can cancel at any time. And if you cancel, the books that you've already purchased or already gotten through the membership are yours to keep no matter what. And you get unlimited access to Audible plus the catalog. And they've got their own books. They've got Audible originals, their own original podcasts that you can't find anywhere else. It's an incredible resource for moms on the go. And so we'll put the link in the show notes for you. And this is a perfect way. If you want to get some more reading in, you can absolutely do it this way and support our podcast. So I wanted to share just a couple statistics that we found really fascinating that show how important dads are in the family role. Okay, so research shows that when fathers are involved, their children are two times more likely to go to college, 80% less likely to spend time in jail, and 75% less likely to experience teen pregnancy. Mm. Okay, now this is crazy. Children in father-absent homes account for 71% of all high school dropouts, 90% of homeless and runaway children, and the really sad one, 63% of youth suicides. Wow. 
That's a big number. That is a big number. And notice I said, you know, it was fathers are involved and then children and father absent homes. You can look at the statistics. The numbers don't lie that kids raised in a home with two biological parents, those numbers support the father involvement. And then the father absent is a home without a father. So, you know, what does that look like? But I mean, that is showing that it affects our kids mentally, emotionally, and physically. And physically, yeah. Because the other one too was, I didn't just read it, but the statistic of kids are twice as likely to be obese in a home without a father. Which that's just crazy. Well, and then the one that you had read earlier too, we were just kind of talking about is how children grow up to become more empathetic and have empathy yes. if they have a father in the home. Yes. That and I- become more compassionate children. And I think that's incredible. Because that was, and I will read that actually. In a 26-year-long study, researchers found that the number one factor in developing empathy in children was father involvement. Fathers spending regular time alone with their children translated into children who became compassionate adults. Which, I mean, that's incredible. And I mean, the best studies demonstrate beyond a shadow of the doubt that fathers play an important and irreplaceable role in healthy child development. So this means that your hunches are right and the messages we're receiving from the media, the culture and the government policy are wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, there you go. I mean, the government really for single moms, it basically is saying, oh, well, you don't have a dad, so I'll give you money. Money will replace dads. And don't we use money as a, like, I feel guilty, so I'm going to spend money on my children. Like, we totally use it to appease and try to ease our parent guilt, you know, when we can't fix something or the situation is tough or Mm -hmm. somebody's gone. Yeah. Fill the void. Yes. With the worldly things. Well, and we were just talking about the... Murdoch murder trial about how this family who literally had everything earthly possible, Mm -hmm. they had the power, they had the wealth, they had the the influence, the stature. I mean, these and their kids, their boys had everything and it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. There was still a hole. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter. I mean, there's and that one hole it's filled with. You know, we know what it is. It's the longing for God mm-hmm. and the meaning of life, the meaning of life, mm-hmm. the purpose. It's like, what's the purpose of the pain or the purpose of the what they're going for, striving for? Because no matter how hard you work and getting to the top or what you're accomplishing, if you get there and you do not have that inner peace of your belonging, of who you are, it's who you are, not what you do. Right. You know? Right. Like you said, the identity, your Mm -hmm. identity is not how much money you make. It's not your title. Mm -hmm. It literally is. You are chosen. You are loved. You are a daughter of the one true king. Like if I ever, well, God willing, I don't have to live in a box under a bridge somewhere, but I'm going to write that on my box Mm -hmm. and say daughter of the one true king. 
Because that's going to remind me. I mean, I, I should. Dad, you're not listening. My next tattoo should be not next. I, that means I have one already. <laughs> I don't. I promised my dad. I've made this one promise that I will not get a tattoo while he's alive. I, however, said that after he dies, I will get a tattoo. I've already told him what it is, but I promise I wouldn't do it while he's alive. But my second tattoo. So that means I now have a second tattoo. I want daughter of the one true king in that way. That one reminds me. So. I like that. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but I made that promise. I'm I made, I made a promise to my dad. And since this is a dad episode, I think this is appropriate. So my dad told me no tattoos, no piercings until... Actually, he didn't even tell me until he just said, or I'm not paying for your college education. Ooh. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I definitely need the support there. That, that's a check. That's a check I can't write. So I waited until spring break of my senior year. And I went and I got my belly button pierced, a couple more in my ears. I did all that I wanted to. And I was like, thanks for paying for college, Dad. Love you. But I was like, Dad, I obeyed. I listened. Uh, yeah. Uh, you already wrote the check. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> you can't get a refund for my degree. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, I bet he loved that. He did. Yeah. I mean, he was like, it. at least you waited. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and at least that was the worst of what you did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I want to go back to just like, you know, before we close out here, because it is just something that we want you pondering on and thinking about and just realizing that no matter your circumstances, no matter where you are, you know, that the father's love comes with so much more than just the daily I love you. It comes with forgiveness. It comes with grace. And I feel like when our kids look at our dads, their dads, you know, and kind of like when we look at our dads, you know, we think, what is a father? And so many of these kids just have a, well, they work, you know, this they work, they provide for us, they make money. You know, what else? Kind of like if they say, well, what's a mom do? Well, she takes care of me when I'm sick. She does the dishes. She does the laundry. Well, there's so much more to that. And it's our job to help our kids see that dad provides safety, security, well-being, and to point those things out. And discipline as well. Yes. And there's just, there's so much more to them. And I think it really comes down to your relationship with your husband, you know, and the father of your kids, whether you're divorced or not, and how you want your kids to see them. Because there's value in that relationship, no matter what your relationship is with them. Absolutely. Whether we like it or not, we look at our parents as examples, right? Mm -hmm. So we either, you know, look at their marriage and go, ooh, I want a marriage like that. Or we go, ooh, I don't want a marriage like that. Right. You know, whether good example, bad example, you know, or we take pieces like, oh, I really want a spouse that does that for me. I really, you know, we pull at those two things. And I think, too, something that we miss out on, like, I know I didn't do it. When dating Andrew, I never in a million years thought he's going to be a really good dad. Actually, that's a lie. When he was knew all the words to the, the Little Mermaid song, that I was like, oh, he's going to be such a good dad. <laughs> but, like, I wasn't looking at Andrew's qualities, his compassion, his generosity, his... I wasn't looking at those from a those are going to be great qualities as a dad. I was looking at him like, oh, those are great qualities as a spouse and as right. like a future husband, like those those kind of things. And so like if you are currently single and like have kids from a previous relationship, like I encourage you to be picky. Mm -hmm. Like your kids may have an incredible dad that, you know, you're no longer with. And that's that's awesome. You know, if you're going to 
get remarried at some point, wouldn't it be even more awesome too if they have a bonus dad that is awesome too mm-hmm. versus, you know, like that would be something to think about and you get to be picky, you know, and I know that a lot of times in relationships, we're just thinking, well, they treat me so well, but you hear so often like these kids, the step parent is not, you know. And I, I think we hear that story more from ourselves having like our friends that have a stepmom that wasn't so kind to them or a stepdad yes. that wasn't so great. So I feel like our our generation, our age is speaking from their experience versus being in that situation right now. And we, I mean, we're talking about this because, you know, divorce is on the rise and, and there is a lot of this separation that's happening. And we see some, you know, of our friends and family or not family, but friends that have blended families and done really well, who we've also seen like co-parenting done really well, but yeah. we've also seen co-parenting not go well <laughs> and and so forth. And so I think what we're just trying to encourage, and especially if you're a listener of our podcast, you're probably someone who does value this, you know, so you're hearing it from from our perspective and our heart and going, yes, I want to continue to make this a priority. You know, I want to continue to value my husband or the father of my children and let it be a role that leads my kids and helps raise my kids into, you know, their best adult, you know, the best adult that they can be. And I think so much of society says one thing, and we're just trying to remind you of what God says and what his purpose is as a father's role and a mother's role to come together and ultimately raise the child up with the beliefs of knowing who their one true God is. Right. And if you are focused on Christ and God during this whole process, you will not go wrong. Like Mm -hmm. he will, you will not stray from the path. Yeah. So if you are not yet married and you are praying for a godly spouse, you know, you're, you're dating a man who is chasing God more than he is chasing you. That is going to only benefit Mm -hmm. your, you know, future children, right? Or if you're new and, you know, divorced and, and looking for somebody new, like, if you're chasing Christ in this situation, you're, that's going to give you more grace, mm-hmm. more forgiveness, you know, to heal the separation that you're, you know, and to show your kids what grace and forgiveness looks like mm-hmm. for your spouse in whatever circumstance. And then also for like, it's also going to give your kids like, hey, look, mom's looking for a godly guy. Like she's being very selective. She's being very picky. Like, I wish... Actually, no, I don't. I'm glad my children never saw me date. Yeah, right. (laughs) But if something happened to Andrew and they had to see me date, like that would put a whole other level on it. And even if they never met the person that I was dating or met the people I was dating, fine. But like I would, you know, I would go over these things because I have daughters. Mm -hmm. I want them to, you know, be picky. Yeah. You know, like it's like, no, you need to ask these questions and, you know, and. I would be the example to show them on how to date because that's, I'm going through that. And so I would want them to do that biblically. But I would also say, encourage one on time with Mm -hmm. your kid's dad, you know, your husband and the kids. Like some of my fondest memories are, you know, my dad and I, he coached my basketball team. Mm -hmm. Like that was a fun thing. Like we had that together. We, like I said, Indian princesses, we had but that one-on-one time, that built a healthy relationship and a healthy respect for what the man, the role is supposed to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, 
Andrew takes the girls out for dates. Yeah. Dinner like, dates, ice cream dates. Where he opens the car door. Mm-hmm. He pretends he forgot his wallet. Are you paying for no? <laughs> <laughs> the girls are like, what? what? Huh? <laughs> Dad, I don't have enough money. For have this. Uh-huh. We have we have all also decided that I want Andrew to set the standards so high for a future boyfriend, for future spouse, that like if this boy shows up at our house when, you know, when they start to date and is like, hey, you want to go to Taco Bell? My girls are going to be like, um, I'm sorry. I only do filet mignon. And, um, so then they won't have a boyfriend is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> they're going to marry somebody that's 10 years older than me them and has a, has a job when they're in high school. So, so that's yeah, what that's, your parents said. I you. did. <laughs> but, right. Plead the fifth. All right. <laughs> and on that note, set the standards high, ladies. And, you know, I hope this encourages you to, you know, tell your dad thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank or, you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> or, you know, I hope that this just gives you an opportunity just to maybe just send your husband a, you know. You're a great dad or thanks for being there for my kids or. Yeah, exactly. Just continue to value it in your home and in your relationships, no matter your circumstances. Absolutely. All right. Until next next time. Until next time. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Link in the show notes. And be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.